HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Berry Bisop, a refreshing West African spiced hibiscus tea. This week on Meet and 3, it's the final episode of our series on global trade. We're thinking futuristically, from China's ambitious plans for a new Silk Road to the future of borders and automation. If you're a banana, you know, it's easy to cross the border. But if you're a person who's trying to follow the jobs, uh, it's a lot more difficult, if not impossible, to do so in an authorized and safe fashion. They love food trucks and they love growing your own food because these things are not dependent on essentially government systems. So there's a whole politics to pretzels on the dark web. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with another episode of Take Two, where we go back to previous guests, chat with them about what they've been up to since we last spoke. And this week, I'm thrilled to have back on the show now Oyo. Well, should I call you now your Kote <laughs> Kumoji? <laughs> now your Kumoji. Um, yeah. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you, y'all. Um, so last last time we spoke, we were both in Accra. And it's like the how times have changed since changed then. And immensely, <laughs> immensely since since then. Um, so for those Whoa. who are listening and will want to reference Naoyo's episode, um, it's episode four. So Naoyo was one of the very first people <laughs> who yes. took the who took the experimental jump oh, with yes. me oh, yes. yeah. to to try to do this podcast thing. And I who I did not be, think that I would still be here with three years later. Um, um, so yeah, I always well have a I have a special place in my heart for people who are like I don't know what it is <laughs> you're doing but but let me jump on the train with you. Um, yeah. Um, so last time we spoke, we mainly focused on your um, blogging, right? So the, your yeah. work you did as a food blogger, photography, mm-hmm. all of that. So yeah. what what has changed since then? What's what's new since we last spoke? A lot of things have happened, you know. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, well, I think that was that was what three years ago, right? Almost three years ago, yeah. Almost yeah. three years ago, yes. So, um, wow, I was still blogging, um, you know. 
uh, along the way, you know, I started working more with um, some brands. So that was, you know, um, growing my influence in um, food content creation for brands. Mm. And uh, so that was going on for a bit. But, you know, um, I think along the way, I was like, you know, uh, it was becoming a struggle especially with, um, you know, when you're a food influencer or you're an influencer and, you know, getting brands to actually pay and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> especially in Ghana, I can yep, especially in Ghana, it's like, oh, by a food blogger, like, like, do you know the amount of work that actually goes into, you know, creating, especially developing recipes, you know? Uh, yeah. So, um, then I actually, uh huh. Then I actually went uh, into pop-ups. So, you know, I decided to, you know, have a try at pop-ups because a lot of my readers were like, "Oh, when are we going to actually try some of your food?" And they look so good. The pictures are amazing. Like, we want to try your food. When are you opening? Don't you have a restaurant? Do you have a restaurant? Like, I'm like, no, I don't. You know. So I think I I I did my first pop-up at the garden and flower show um i'm like you know let me let me see how this goes so i think my first pop-up i decided to sell traditional um Ghanaian local drinks so like the asana and the Ngmeda. that was it that was all i had at my stand and i you know went to the market got this huge calabash um gods and you know set up my stand there and i was literally the only person you know at the whole event you know with that setup with that um drinks setup and people are like oh wow like you know um they didn't know like you know i could actually set up a stand like that so i would say i was actually one of the very first people actually having you know, now it's a thing, you know, at most events, but like, you know, having that whole calabash and selling asana is like, people really enjoy that experience. And I actually wanted to also tell the story around Meda. So Meda, which is still the corn drink, and it's it's more associated with the Ga people, you know, and I feel like too many people knew asana and not enough of them knew about Meda. So I had that oh, as well. Oh, there's a difference, and right? Yeah, there is a difference. Ah, that's right, know. yeah. The distillery process is, is slightly different. The taste is definitely different. You know, Astana is lighter, Meda is heavier. You know, the corn is, is much richer than as compared to Asana, you know. So I, I got the opportunity to talk with people who came to the stand. To, you know, I, had, I got the opportunity to share the differences with them. You know, and they really, you know, love to know more, you know. Um, so the next, so the next pop-up was, um, I think, a few months later. A few months later. And that one, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm making, um, um, I did chicken wings and clay oven roasted pork with, with um, fried yam. So, as you know, like, you know, I've always been about, you know, telling our stories, you know, um, taking, giving people the food experiences around, you know, what, 
what is traditional and what is still being um, used in terms of our local cooking techniques or cooking elements. So um, the pork that I, I sold during that pop-up was roasted in the clay oven. So this has... Question yeah. for you. Sorry to interrupt, but you you keep using clay. You keep having clay oven. So do you have a clay oven at home? So I'm actually building one. <laughs> okay, well, you've caused the surprise, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. So even before, okay. So, but then, what, when you when you say clay oven before, were you going somewhere to use a clay oven or for the pop ups? Yeah, for the pop ups. Yes. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so in, um, there's this woman who... I actually featured them on my blog. They've been roasting pork in that clay oven like a, a decade. No, more than a decade, like a century. A century, a whole century, because she took over from her mom, who is 80 plus, and her mom has been doing it since she was a child. You guess it's so. <laughs> it's like a generation, a third generational um, family business, and they've used the same clay oven. Like, yeah, it's wow. I should share. I will share the link. I'll find it on your blog yeah, and share the yeah, link because that's so interesting yeah. to me. Yes, and I remember when I featured them, the post went viral, and so many people contacted them, and that the pork, the flavor from that oven is just insane. You you can't you can't guess it from anything else, you know. So I decided to like um, bring this pork to this pop up, you know, have people try it, and like everyone like who tried it, like, hey, the pork is amazing, the pork is amazing, you know. And you know that really got me to realize that you know there's actually a business opportunity around this um, if you do it right, you know. So, yeah, um, a few pop-ups down the line and um, uh, I did a ramen pop-up, which was entirely successful, which I didn't expect at all. And someone would ask, why ramen? Like, why That's do you, a why good do you question. Know? I always ask myself yeah. that. So I see a ramen post and I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, that looks amazing. Yeah. And I am a huge fan of ramen. So that looks absolutely yeah. amazing. <laughs> and then I always wonder, like, why, does she, why, mm-hmm. why ramen for her? Yeah. So my story with ramen is, you know, um, a few travel experiences, mm. especially in London and uh, in New York. You know, and I got to try ramen for the first time and I loved it so much. And I came home, I'm like, there's no ramen. I was talking with anyone, like, how come there's no ramen in Ghana? You know, and he was like, ah, but you can make some. I'm like, ah, I make some like how? It's like, ah, just try your hand and make some, you know, but use our flavors, you know. I'm like, well, true. Like, I could actually make my own broth but I would use flavors and spices that we are used to as Mm. Ghanaians, you know. Oh, I see. So that, you know, was more of a fusion, which is also, you know, part of, you know, um, my storytelling, like cooking, cooking different meals, you know, using global flavors and, you know, textures and all that. So, so, you know, um, basically creating a broth using our local flavors and spices you know, which the Ghanaian is used to. 
So that's, you know, was more like a fusion of, of the Chinese, Japanese ramen, you know, with our local our flavors. flavors. Yeah, I so can imagine like a pepper soup base even <laughs> from a yeah, Nigerian yeah. perspective. So the broth, yeah, so the broth is very reminiscent of our local flavor. So I, I tend to use like herb, fresh herbs, um, basil, you know, rosemary, etc. And the winters, you know, all these local spices that we are used to in our in our soups and our stews. Mm-hmm. So when you try the broth, it's so flavorful. Like it's so super super flavorful. And I added a few um, a few elements that you know is part of our food culture as Ghanaians, which is the inkosiani meko. Mm. the egg the popular street food that we all know so that for me like kind of uplifted you know um the ramen you know to another level of you know spiciness and flavor you know because um the the tamago or the egg that we know um on the ramen doesn't have any pepper but adding our pepper to it which is also really spicy um boosts the the broth flavor like immensely so yeah that was that was really really interesting the first pop-up was sold out the food got finished you know the second one too was like well attended and yeah we ran out again you know and then i got pregnant um <laughs> I got pregnant, so and that changes everything. <laughs> I, I tell you, it's like I'm like, hmm, <laughs> like hmm. Hey, so when this baby comes, hmm, what next? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that 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 was when the whole topic of maybe I should open a restaurant, restaurant came up with yeah. Adam. So, yes. So in terms of the restaurant, like, what is what is the concept? Is it just local food? Are you doing both, you know, your your fusion and local food? What is the the food concept? It's it's global fusion and um, also farm to table. Like, what I've done is to partner with um, small scale uh, family owned farms, and I source directly my everything my bok choy my tomatoes my onions my habaneros my cucumbers i source directly from you know um local farmers you know to support them to support you yeah also to tell their story so they are very much part of my story you know Mm. and i as much as possible you know promote them on social media um you know, and people are always like also looking for fresh vegetables, you know, or, you know, fresh vegetables to also buy from. And like, honestly, like I've, I've been seriously overwhelmed by like the amazingness of, you know, sourcing fresh because, you know, um, the vegetables really keeps keeps longer you know aha uh-huh. it really keeps longer and having that partnership with them also you know we get to actually talk and share ideas so they're always asking me like 
do I need something in like bulk? Do I need to buy? Do I need a certain type of vegetable they can grow for me? You know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's really amazing. You know, and they are always willing to like have a portion of land just to grow what grow I what want. you need. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And, and I think that that's a good way that we can support local farmers. So just in terms of, I, I had a conversation um, last week for a podcast episode that's going to air later. And we were talking about, um, you know, supply and demand in terms of what we need to have our farmers grow so that people can go back to eating the grains like millet and sorghum and fonio, etc. And so it's that relationship or connection right so if people ask for it they will make room for it but if we all we're gonna eat is like white rice or imported rice even um and corn then so it's it's a matter of supporting them so that they can also in turn support the the food so it's a cycle right so, um an interesting cycle that, that's that's interesting and so in terms of like opening the restaurant so because you opened it last let's let's tell people the name of the restaurant we keep saying restaurant <laughs> let's tell people the name of the restaurant where it is in accra it's in accra ghana it is officially opened um june june 25th oh, just oh, two yeah, days before my birthday <laughs> can you hear me can you hear me now yes yes, yes. better okay Right, so is officially opened um, June 25th last year, so it's almost um, a year. We are not a year old yet, we are six months. And um, we opened in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what did that mean for you in terms of like child, like the vision you had versus what actually happened? Because I also, I haven't been in, well i was planning to be in ganawa because of covid i wasn't able to to go mm-hmm. um but from what i from what i see the you know the way covid is being lived in ghana is completely different than my expectation of what it should be so i don't know if it's impacted your business as much or you mm. change your plans or, or or no yeah it's it's actually impacted us um Initially, my plan was to open in uh, March. Okay. Oh, right when the pandemic. Yeah, was. a little before, yes, because I had already paid my rent, and in November, and um, I was working on the interiors and stuff, and then we went into the lockdown. So, and you know, the lockdown also came with um, the shutting down of spaces like restaurants yeah. mm-hmm. yes so i was literally stuck in a limbo like what am i going to do now like and i have rent going you know um, um yeah, yeah so for so people I, in ghana that don't well i don't know if that's the same with commercial but rent mm-hmm. is typically pay, paid in advance so you're paying a whole year advance so you know it's like now you're home because nobody is going anywhere. So then I decided that, you know, I think um, the dispatch riders or the delivery companies were actually working then. They were allowed to work. So it's like a lot of businesses had to shift or like shift to digital platforms or online um, delivery services because everybody was home and 
when they needed um, products, etc. It's the delivery companies that were doing that. So then I'm like, you know what, let me just start making some from home and delivering, you know. And it, it was a bit okay for some time until um, the restrictions were eased a bit for restaurants. But then it wasn't for in-dining. Like, yeah, there is the restrictions, but we could only do um, deliveries, you know, for some time. So, yeah, I mean, initially it was really slow. I mean, I got to finish my interior sort of, and um, I had to reduce the number of tables in there uh, because of, you know, social distancing. Yeah, I know that. This episode is brought to you by Berry Bisap. Bisap is a refreshing West African spiced hibiscus tea. Berry Bisap honors and preserves the traditional recipe while adding their own twist. Berry Bisap teas are fused with organic fruit. They're all natural, caffeine-free, ethically sourced, and free from artificial coloring or any other chemicals. As for taste, they're chilled and refreshing with a hint of both sweetness and tartness. Drink them alone or mix them with seltzer or cocktails. Learn more at berrybisap.com. That's berry, B-I-S-S-A-P.com. What was yeah. your experience with with the delivery? Because I imagine that that could be challenging too, in terms of because I'm, I'm I'm sure you know you know that I'm also opening a restaurant, and as we think about mm-hmm. delivery as an option. Mm-hmm. For me, I I kind of, like, obviously we have to do, as a business decision, you ultimately have to do it at some point if you want, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to grow your business. But the fact that you're relying on somebody else after you've carefully prepared your food, packaged it in a way that you expect <laughs> the customer to receive it. And then now you're relying on a third party who whose main objective is to get there as fast as possible so they can go on to their next thing. Um, I wonder what your experience has been in terms of managing that. Because then when the customer gets the food, um, Mm. they're going to assume that the condition in which they got it was for you. They're not going to go online and say, um, oh, this dispatch rider. They're going to go online and say, I got this rubbish Mm. food Mm. from ACs, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how have you, I don't know if that's been a problem for you and how have you managed it? It's a major, major problem in Ghana. Like, whether you're a restaurant or whether you're an office, that you need deliveries done for you. It's irrespective of what you want delivered, but the delivery system in Ghana has a lot of work that has to be done. Like the problems are major. And for the food, that is even like extremely, because like you're saying, um, someone is expecting their food to, uh, to come to them in a certain state. And when they don't have it that way, they immediately, you know, lash out or they'll just not order from you again and you lose a customer immediately, you know. And initially it was hell. I will not kid you, like, because the first (laughs) delivery service I worked with, like, they were either late and when they picked up... Oh, there's that too, the timing. The timing, not picking up early. And then when they finally arrived delivering it's like 
one they are not using google maps to locate the customer <laughs> so it's a matter of calling the customer where are you okay i'm coming meanwhile he's not even nowhere near the customer and then they get rude some of them get annoyed and then they just are just rude to the customer or the customer is trying to reach the dispatch and then he refuses to pick yeah those were some of the challenges initially yeah, you know or the rider gets there and the food is totally messed up and yeah you are calling him he's just refusing to pick up or he turns his phone off and then yes you've lost you know some customers because of that experience but over time you know um that's unfortunate, that's unfortunate. but now you're back yeah 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 uber as you know also um had this new feature uber connect so okay. that was for um delivery of packages so that was a new feature that they had during the lockdown and we have used it and we still use it a lot to do our deliveries especially for customers who are very particular about you know um how their food is delivered to them so for safety you know purposes you know using uber connect is way much better than using and a dispatch you can, you can track it too right? exactly you can track it but yeah. you, you can't compare the speed to a dispatch That's if true. you're uh-huh right, yeah. yes because they're in cars yes they're in cars and sometimes the cost of an uber definitely will be much higher than a dispatch you know because <laughs> most dispatch services are charging like probably a single rate for within accra if it's within accra maybe 15 cities or 10 cities you oh, know, I see. Uh-huh. and then Uber it depends on the distance, depends on the right? distance. So, so it's all a matter of communication and telling customers. You know, if you want your food, you know, blah blah blah, and you know, to come at a good time, we use Uber. Um, but this is how much it's going to cost. Are you willing to accept the charges? They're like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Okay, then we just use Uber. Some people don't want to pay for the extra. They're like, they wait for the dispatch to pick up and bring <laughs> like okay you not come early oh it's fine okay no problem <laughs> yeah 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 because for me it's like as long as you communicate with a customer and they are okay with it that helps with my pressure i don't want my bp going up like you know as over communication just tell them what it is if they're okay with it then fine we are all on the same page you get it yeah and that i mean i think even with all aspects of the business right whether it's in 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 um on-premise dining or takeout or delivery like that communication piece um is this important in terms of the experience um so we're in a new year um what are your plans for the restaurant as well i ended from what i understand covid is becoming you know it's it's having its second or third wave in ghana at the moment we're in like mid-january right now Mm -hmm. um so i don't know what you're anticipating in terms of government lockdowns etc but for now assuming all things being equal what are the plans that you have that you're open to sharing with people as you look towards um the new year yeah well i'm really excited for the new year but like you're saying, there's there's a second and third wave. Um, not only that, that's not like my only worry, but currently a lot of things um, have changed or are changing 
because of um, global events. So, for example, um, there was a ban on importation of on on um, chicken feed from you know certain countries. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. Yes, and that has affected the local supply of chicken feed and bran in Ghana, which has led to a shortage. And those who produce, produce these feeds or these maize and wheat, um, wheat um, byproducts that's used for chicken feed and, and um, pig, pig feed as well, um, has led to like an increase uh, all these supplies have increased the price of feed. Prices, yeah. Yeah, so which has led to an increase in um, eggs and chicken and, pulled, um, and pork as well, you know. So now we have, like, people increasing the price of eggs. Now a crate of eggs is like 30 CDs, which is so ridiculous. Like, a crate of eggs, wow. Yeah, and I'm telling you, last year... January, a crate of eggs was like 20 CDs. Now it's like double the price of... Yeah. And then when you when you try to pass it on... Yes, and now it's like, exactly. So, unfortunately, like a lot of things, even today, I tried to buy um, um, chicken back and the price too has gone up. Why? It's because um, there's bird flu in Europe. So now, oh, yeah, so now the supply of um, the, by the box, because we import it into Ghana now, yeah. it's, a lot of factories have closed down apparently. So now there's a shortage oh, in supply wow. of, so all these little, little things have led to an increase in prices of, you know, ingredients that we need. So, you know, it's going to affect, you know, prices of, you know, our meals or some of our meals where we use these ingredients a lot. Um, But, yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited for, yeah, it's challenging, (laughs) but I'm, you know, um, I think we'll be moving to a much bigger place. Um, Oh, nice. Yes. In the same area? Because I know you're in East Ligon, right? Yes, we currently are located in East Ligon. But we'll be moving to Osu, um, to, oh, nice. yeah, to a much bigger space. Um, because some days we, we get so full, it's like, now it's like ch- getting chairs and extra tables yeah. becomes a challenge, you know. And we had to, you know, use less tables because of social distancing. And, right, yeah. Well, um, that's a good problem to have. Yes, it is, it is a good problem to have, so... <laughs> Yeah, just excited for the new year. We'll have like a new menu. And I said I was building a clay oven. So, yes, I'm building yeah, one. Yeah, that's exciting. You're very exciting. Like, even now I'm looking for it. I'm, I'm really hoping I can make it to Ghana this year. Let's yeah. see how. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. This COVID treats us. Um, but that sounds really promising. Yes, yes. Because now I can, I have a bigger space to try different things. So, and give people a better much better exciting culinary experience Mm. yes so for sure so yeah
<laughs> well, um, honestly, because of how things went with the pandemic, you know, you know, for some of us, like we've been on social media like for the longest time, and yeah. we believe strongly in social media marketing. So, for us, it was just a matter of constantly pushing content, you know, whilst others were scrambling to create more <laughs> or trying to, yeah. you know, start. start, you know, yes. Um, so, the support that, you know, some have given me is you know, coming over, even just creating YouTube um, videos of our space and interviewing me was like very good support, you know, because their audience also gets to know who we are and stuff like that. So that was really incredible. Like I had friends like Ivy Prosper, Nana Asante coming over. Um, We had some food bloggers that, you know, passed by and their followers, you know, instantly started also ordering yeah. ramen from us and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I would really appreciate anyone who wants to follow us on Aces Gram. So it's Aces E S S I S Gram on Instagram. Um, follow us, share our stuff. You know, it's it's also great support because um, some of us we are like strong believers in keywords and <laughs> sharing yeah. so <laughs> yeah so um, yeah, of course i mean if you're in ghana and you want amazing ramen we have been reviewed about we have about 30 reviews on google my business and everybody loves we have like amazing positive reviews about our ramen so if ever you're in ghana and you need like amazing unforgettable ramen <laughs> Look us up. You want uh, a different meal experience, you know. We are also well known for our beef shepherd's pie, uh, which has, you know, very warm Mediterranean uh, spices and flavors, you know. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we our menu is, is really unique and very different from yeah. other restaurants. We don't do fufu. We don't do bangfu. <laughs> we won't even start talking about fufu. I feel like we move from the jollof wars to the fufu wars. <laughs> but we do have jollof, though. But our jollof is actually dawadawa jollof. Oh, nice. Yes, because... Nice. Um, I also felt like people in the South are not appreciative so much of Northern flavors, you know. So often people are like, what's that? Like, wait till you try it. (laughs) Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's really, really delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, exactly. Exactly. So you just you just call us wherever we go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited about that. 
Yes. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah, yeah. Um, it's been quite Wow, I mean She's a toddler now. She's almost oh, okay. almost 20. Oh, she's 20 months tomorrow, I think. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been quite an interesting learning experience because initially I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to introduce her to all, you know, these, you know, new exciting recipes. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, that's Charlie. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like every child is different. It's like, you know, for me, my mom was like, oh, I love my Tom Brown. Yeah. The minute I eat my Tom Brown, I pass out. I'll sleep. <laughs> oh, like, you know, so when it was, she was like six months and I started introducing. Um, so I did the whole cocoa thing, the corn mm. porridge, um, which has been strained. You know, it's not like how we take it. So there's right, yeah. for a toddler, you have to strain it. So it's a bit lighter and easier on their tummies. Um, she loved it, you know, but then she grew tired of it. So that's mm. where variety comes in, you know. Um, and, you know, so I tried her with um, Poton Poto, which is the, oh. yeah, the um, cocoa yam, the boiled yeah. and mashed cocoa yam in light soup. She didn't quite like it, you know. I tried different things. Um, I tried, of course, the mashed apple banana. She seemed to really enjoy um the the fruits and avocado yeah. avocado was like a hit you know <laughs> <laughs> you know so I, I don't know i always got excited when you know she ate up all her fruits and veggies more than her carbs That's you know good, yeah. yeah so That's um yeah it's and i later realized like you know these were actually things i also took in a lot when i was pregnant mm -hmm. so if you're out there you're, oh that's interesting yes so if you want to win your baby or you you want your um you want your child to eat their greens, make sure you eat your greens when you're <laughs> pregnant, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes, because it's they're literally eating what you're eating, you know. Yeah, I suppose. I, I had a lot of coconut water and I can tell you like right now she loves coconut water. Mm, you know. I, I I try as much as possible not to give her like soft drinks and stuff like that like yeah. if she wants something to drink is coconut water you know and so from that before like we launched into like the rice porridges the um, other cereals so tom brown she didn't quite like it so much yeah. 
but there's this um, food startup called um, Impampa, and she does this amazing yellow co- yellow corn porridge. Um, it's oh. it's a product, but so you have to cook it to make the porridge. Yeah, but yellow corn is amazing. It's it's way more flavorful than uh, white corn porridge. White corn, yeah. Yes. And it's something we used to have when we were kids, but yeah, there's so much. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I remember. I remember. You remember? Yeah, the time when yeah. they said there was hunger in Ghana, like yes, exactly. And then some, somewhere along the line, someone decided to use it to feed chickens and goats and yeah. all the poultry and all the livestock, and yeah, then just kind of it just kind of fizzled out. But thankfully, yeah. it's coming back now. It's coming back now. So she loves it. Um, but teething, teething also is a major hurdle for anyone who is meaning their child because it's really uncomfortable and painful for them. So maybe you, you start them off on one particular meal and they're enjoying it, but then all of a sudden it's like they don't want any food at all. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> But it's because they are teething, you know. So, I see. Too much but then, yeah. So once you are through that phase, as for the teething, there's like on and off. Today they are eating, tomorrow they are not eating. You know, once they are through that phase, you realize they'll eat almost anything. But then, of course, you have to watch out for allergies and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 really been quite a new experience. Of course, uh, yeah. try trying here with. <laughs> You know, yam. She loves her fried yam. Trying her with the soups. She loves um, granite soup, palm nut soup, but with rice, you know. She quite doesn't like kinky. I don't know. I'm like, ah, gang girl like you and you don't like gang kinky. Ah, what's up with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Give her time. I'm giving her some small time. Like, I'll bring it back again. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's it's, but it's really exciting. Like once you are through the hurdles of teething and all that. Yeah, yeah. I was mm. just curious because you always see, um, I yeah I, I because typically you know like traditionally you have people pass on you know your grandma mm-hmm. pass on to your mom who pass on to you, mm-hmm. but as more people move and spread around and all of that, that mm-hmm. tradition is not as strong anymore, and so mm-hmm. more new moms are relying on you know the internet and social and a lot mm-hmm. of the content you find yes. is around Western diets, and so I was just curious mm-hmm. what you were doing in terms. Of I that. think I think now it's it's because now we have more. Um, imported uh, veggies and fruits unlike previously that you know they were insanely expensive and hard to get but now like literally apple is like everywhere (laughs) you know grapes is everywhere (laughs) you know it didn't used to be like that so i think now people want to try different things you know and i think you know trying the different textures is good you know um it makes it makes a child, you know, um, have a stronger palate or a more adventurous palate. So, you know, yes, definitely give them the traditional, but do a, a mix. Yeah. Do a mix. Yeah. If you yeah. do, if you do in contum, if you don't contemporary today, try spinach. You know, try broccoli. You know, 
try um, in the spirit yeah, of fusion. In the spirit of fusion. So fusion yes. In the spirit of AC fusion. Try, try different things. Yeah. <laughs> So, good yeah. cool mm-hmm. good stuff no so this has been great thank you it was great to catch up with you i know thank it's you. pretty oh. late it's pretty late in ghana so i appreciate you taking <laughs> the, the time the time difference can be tough sometimes between the yeah. west coast and yeah. ghana so i appreciate mm-hmm. you coming back on yes i really appreciate it and well done you've done an amazing job Thank you for listening to Item 13, an African food podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. To keep up to date, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Item 13 Podcast. Item 13 is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.